This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. On 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel for the first time this year. Sally Lucas, welcome back. Thanks, Jane. Welcome to you as well. It seems such a long time since we've done this, doesn't it? Yes, and uh, I'm sure there's a great year of travel ahead of us. There certainly is. There's some quite exciting things um, out on the marketplace there, and I think uh, we'll have a great year for travel for everybody. And we'll be taking a look at some of those today. We certainly will. And starting off with the most wonderful thoughts, steam Mm. trains... And New Zealand. Yes. And I think steam trains conjures up, I think, pictures of people's mind of this wonderful old way of travelling, which everyone did once upon a time. And all the train buffs out there, of course, steam trains are the only true means, I guess, to them of train travel, even though we've come a long way since steam trains. But I just think we'd like to mention this today as being such an interesting um, itinerary. It's nothing like this has ever come out before on New Zealand. And it's a 14-day steam train tour of the South Island. And it's been actually um, put together because of the 100th anniversary celebrations of the Dunedin Railway Station. And you actually undertake nine breathtaking steam train journeys in the 14-day itinerary. And, I mean, I can't go through all of them because that would take forever, but you start off in Christchurch, of course, and you do the Transalpine route, which is the world famous, but you're actually doing it in a steam train, not the normal Transalpine Express, and they'll be hauling vintage carriages as well. So you really are going back in time or stepping back in time to enjoy this. And then you travel down the West Coast once you've of course disembark the train at Arthur's Pass onto Greymouth, go down to Franz Joseph Glacier and through Fox Glacier, you stay at um, Franz Joseph, go on to Queenstown um, and then you actually get the opportunity there to go on the lovely old Earnslaw, you know, to do the, the, the steam, steam cruise, cruise as well on, the lake, on Lake yeah. Wakatip and um, then you've got a Kingston Flyer steam trip to Tiano as well, you go down through Arrowtown and you go to a place called Fairlight where you board the Kingston Flyer and you do that and you have champagne barbecue lunches and you you know you can go to the glowworm caves in tiana then you go on to milford sound of course with a cruise on milford sound and then you come back through tiana again as you know that's the only way you can sort of get in and out of milford and you go via gore and balclutha on to dunedin and this is where the real I guess the steam buffs are all going to be. Um, they're having apparently a whole range of um, historic locomotives are going to be based there and there's various little short steam journeys you can do on all different types of trains. I mean, I'm not a train buff so I don't know, but anyone knows out there, I mean, there's A67, which is the oldest locomotive on the Ocean Beach Railway built in 1873 and a K88 Washington and so on. They've all got names and numbers and anyone, I guess, who knows trains would, would know a little bit about these trains. Um, so you're based there in Dunedin and you're doing lots of tours there. Of course, you do Lanark Castle and there's a special evening where you have the bagpipes and the haggis ceremony, etc. Um, and then you have an official opening ceremony there of the actual celebration with this cavalcade of locomotives that'll take place and then from there you can do other as I said trips out of Dunedin as well one goes to a place called the Tairi Gorge um, which I hadn't even heard of before to I've be been quite to honest. that Have it's you? very spectacular it's in central yes. Otago so yes, it goes up from New wow. Zealand from so, Dunedin and it is really a, quite a beautiful trip they're saying they're all breathtaking trips which I mean, we all know what the South Island's like. It is a beautiful island. So, And then there's another optional steam journey you can do actually down to Invercargill as well. And then you come up with another vintage train. You go up through to Omaru and then on to Christchurch, of course, and you finish there. So heaps and heaps of inclusions, um, airfares, 13 nights deluxe accommodation, um, deluxe 
coach travel, of course, throughout, as well as the uh, rail travel. You've got uh, you've got uh, all your breakfasts included, um, ten dinners, and which four are specialty dinners like the haggis ceremony and so on. And there's three lunches included as well, all sightseeing admissions, everything, and the nine steam train journey. So it's an absolutely wonderful journey. It's a one-off, and it'll be going on the 14th of October this year for the 14 days. So I just thought for all those rail enthusiasts out there, or even just people who want to step back in time and, and do a beautiful itinerary of the South Island, and it's a lovely time of the year too, isn't it, in October, I find. It's it's sort of, you're just coming out of that spring or middle of spring time when you sometimes get the lovely wild flowers around the South Island, and so it'll be a delightful time to go, and you've still got your snow-capped mountains there. There and after the end of winter and just just gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous scenery and yeah, a one-off. So that's our first little, uh, I guess, taste of something interesting happening in 2006. We're talking travel on 2NURFM 103.7. Sally Lucas, what else have we got in store for us in the year 2006? There are some great places to go. There always are. The world is our oyster. But it, what are some that you've picked out for us? It is our oyster. And funnily enough, I was having um, a meal with some friends this week from Sydney, and they've been inveterate travellers for years. It's so interesting talking to them. They've even done more travel than I have, you know, and they keep finding these different places to visit. And we were chatting about them during the week, which made me think about, you know... You'll share some of them with us. Yes. Anyway, I thought we'd talk about, one, Croatia and the Dalmatian coast... The, the once Yugoslavia, as people may remember it, and it's always, I can remember even when it was known as Yugoslavia, considered to be all of Europe in one country, considered one of the most beautiful destinations in Europe because it has mountains, it has lakes, it has coastal you know, villages and so on. And it's also got a lot of medieval towns and it's actually got 1,185 islands. So it's it's quite diverse in what it has to offer. And you've got Split, which is, of course, um, a UNESCO-protected city which dates back to 1700 um, to Roman times. And you can get there quite easily from Italy too by ferry from Ancona. And it's, it's a lovely historical town which you could visit. And you can get accommodation there these days, starting from about $89 per person, which for European, Australian, that's not a bad price. It's still quite reasonably priced compared to other countries. You can go cruising as, as you know around the Dalmatian coast it's one of the most beautiful coastlines to cruise whether it be on a vintage sailing ship, a coastal ship, a sailing charter etc. So you've got that available as well um, You've got the beautiful medieval town of, uh, or city town of Dubrovnik which of course is walled and beautiful medieval enclave it was and lots of lovely interesting little areas and your marina and your eateries and you can even get hotels there from as little as $54 per person so so it's quite affordable. And something new that we had from one of the wholesalers, they're saying they've got lighthouse apartments now. A lot of the lighthouses they're letting um, in coastal and island locales are providing you with um, seclusion and lovely, you know, just something different to stay, but still with access to cities and towns for provisioning and all that sort of thing. So that's something really different to do as well. So I thought there's uh, Croatia and the Dalmatian coast is something nice to do this year. Um, also, there's still a lot of lovely walking, cycling barging type itineraries out there they're becoming more and more popular and there's more of them available and even whether you just want to do the most basic way of walking or whether it's doing it with inns or homestays um, you know you've got so many on offer now I mean there's lovely classic walking tours of Mont Blanc um, we know the pilgrim route which we've talked about before that goes there's, down the top of Spain yes mm -hmm. which you can start or you can just do the part in Spain or you can start way back and it, I think in it takes France. about eight weeks to do the whole lot if it's, you do the whole lot way. it is 
Um, and then in France, you've also got the Vermilion Coast, which is really nice where the Pyrenees, you know, tumble down to the, to the sea. Uh, so there's some wonderful walks, things out there you can do. Barging, again, is, is proving very, very popular, whether you want to do it as crude or get a group and hire your own where you can provision and just stop and eat at the lovely little cafes and places along the way. Push bikes on board, off you go, visit a few chateaus, wine tasting. Oh, you know, we could we could waffle on, couldn't we? Um, it's something different. Of course, we've still got wonderful wildlife in our world, which we are trying to protect more and more, as we know now. We've got endangered species out there, which we do need to hang on to. Um, and Canada, of course, has got some wonderful wildlife with the grizzly bears at Night Inlet, which isn't that far from um, just a short flight out of Vancouver. You do whales and bears of Vancouver Island. You can do orcas and grizzlies as well. Um, the polar bears up in Churchill, which is right up to the north. Um, the black bears of Man- Manitoba. And, of course, you've got beluga whales, etc. There's all sorts of little packages that cover all those different varieties of wildlife in in Canada, which is wonderful. Um, And India. I mean, India's got a lot to offer as well. And it's such a colourful country. Um, It's got so many festivals and fairs. There's always a festival or a fair or something happening in India. So it's it's just a wonderful place to visit if you want to, or if you're interested in in India in particular. But uh, I think staying in some of these lovely old palaces, which you can do. I mean, you've got the Pushkar fair and there's camel fairs and there's all sorts of fairs. They've got wonderful national parks as well where you've still got um, the tigers etc there and as I said there's just in, in fascinating um, when I've looked through all these there's too many to mention but Rajasthan spring festival tours, there's desert routes as we said um, Pushkar and then they're doing wonderful packages now in Kerala um, including um, children which is exclusive for families so the kids can go and ride elephants and go into the sand dunes and there's train journeys and so you know there's India there as well so yeah I just I think there's just lots out there that we can still explore that's very different particularly for people who have traveled a lot or even who for some people who do just like to do something a little bit different and not just the run of the mill. Some great ideas to help think about where you might like to go. Travel is the subject at the moment on Do and You RFM 103.7. We're talking travel. Sally Lucas, uh, you've got some interesting news about uh, airways. I mean, we all know that they guzzle an awful lot of fuel. Mm, they do, don't and, they? And, and they're they our main means of transport these days, as we all know, even looking at Newcastle Regional Airport and how it's grown. The airline industry is a continually growing industry. And it's really interesting to see that Scandinavian Airlines is actually at the forefront of uh, being environmentally responsible in what they're doing with their aircraft. And apparently on the 19th of January this year, um, one of their 737s performed the world's first, what they call a four-dimensional flight between Lulia in the north of Sweden and Stockholm, and also the first advanced continuous descent approach. They're calling these a CDA, and it's a green approach. Apparently, it, it aims to reduce emissions through less fuel burned and noise, so you don't come down as quickly. And yeah, So they're doing all these wonderful leading things, and they also de-ice their planes where they're driving them through a heated hangar to quickly de-ice them, and all also, what they're doing is working on the seats, which they're uh, making lighter, which will contribute directly to lower fuel consumption. And apparently they're the leader in their field and they're ongoing in, in doing this and, and pro- hoping that they'll always be able to produce a much more um, eco-efficient um, aircraft with less fuel consumption and less emissions per kilometre, they say by up to about 25%. That's amazing. Isn't it? So that's good to see an airline's out there doing that, and let's hope others follow suit, hey? Mm. It'll be a good thing to see, seeing as we all know we have to get in planes to to get everywhere. So Mm. if we can all help reduce emissions, that would be a wonderful thing. 
A few hot deals, Jane. Um, just thought while we're talking airlines, um, Swiss Air have come up with a wonderful fare that's available from the 1st of April through to the 26th of June this year. They're calling it a summer early bird fare. And as you know, our airfares at that time of the year are generally pretty high, like you're looking at usually around 2,000 plus, um, but depending on the airline you fly with. And you're flying with um, Cathay Pacific, Qantas, Singapore Airlines, Thai, etc., into Southeast Asia. Then you pick up your Swiss Air flight. And they've got multitudes of destinations. As you know, their network within Europe is quite quite wide and quite large so you can go up as far as you know places like Copenhagen or even Moscow and Zur- of course Switzerland Zurich and so on multitude of cities fares for that are starting from only 1760 plus taxes now that is a very very reasonable fare it's got a one year maximum validity on it um, and you can actually pay on the long haul which they let you do and Scandinavian lets you do this as well they've actually let you pay an upgrade for their particular sector so you're flying from here to the Southeast Asia as I said with the other carriers and then you can upgrade on the long haul leg for not much extra to business class and with SAS even they've got a premium economy now like we've talked about before that other airlines are introducing so lots of different options to make your air travel I guess a little bit more comfortable but that is a very reasonably priced airfare available on the marketplace at the moment Car Nuts, if there's any out there Malaysian Airlines, they've got their Formula 1 package up and going and that's their Grand Prix the 17th to the 19th of March this year in, in Malaysia and um, there's a three night accommodation package there which includes your tickets etc and uh, we've got package prices available depending on your inclusions there. So anyone who fancies doing Malaysia with uh, the Formula One thrown in, that's available. Um, Vanuatu, again, lovely little spot for lovely summer destination. Um, these are valid to, for sale till the 24th of Feb, and they go up to about December this year. Just be careful to check, though, there are some blackout periods over school holidays where these aren't available. And they start from 6 54 per person with breakfast and a, a free lunch. So that's a pretty good deal as well. Um, also, just something a little different, the Golden Princess is doing a 16-night fly, cruise and stay of Europe and the Mediterranean. So you're cruising between Rome and Southampton. And that's really interesting too. You're going to Livorno, Cannes, Barcelona, Gibraltar, Casablanca, Cadiz in Spain, Lisbon, Vigo as well in Portugal, Le Havre in France, Rotterdam, Zeebrugge in Belgium, and then on to Southampton. So there's some interesting itineraries there, fly, cruise, and that's um, from about just over $6,000. Um, you've got to book by 24 Feb on that. It's an early early bird purchase as well. Lots of good little deals out there for families if they want to Fiji as well, which are valid through to the, uh, about the middle of June, and they start from 13.97 for an adult, which is seven nights, and you're paying only five, kids eat free, etc., all that sort of thing available. Also, the Gold Coast have got some great packages out similar situation book and pay by Feb kids again uh, play stay and eat free um, with these and the same for the Queensland Islands they've also got a similar because it's a little bit hotter up there that time of the year they always have really good specials and if you can take advantage of those you are getting a good deal in these summer months and that's it for this week Uh, hot deals for this week so we'll be talking travel again next week after the one o'clock news on Friday thank you Sally Lucas thanks Jane to NURFM 103.7